Welcome to day 302 of Shaped by the Word. Today we begin our journey through the Gospel of John, and what a rich Gospel it is. Uh, John is probably the oldest of the Gospels written, and so there's a lot of reflection that's taken place as uh, John comes to the end of his life and he reflects on who Jesus was, how deeply Jesus loved him. Uh, he calls himself uh, the beloved disciple, which is what a, is a crazy title. But of course, all of us realize when we read the Gospels how deeply Jesus loved us and cared for us and invested himself in us, especially through his death on the cross. One of my favorite scenes in the Gospel is uh, in the end toward the resurrection uh, when not only does you know do John and Peter witness the resurrection but John tells us that he outran Peter just making sure you knew that he was much faster than the favorite apostle Peter uh, from all of that uh, John gives us his purpose statement his purpose statement comes in you know chapter 20 where he said there are many other signs that Jesus performed while he was with the disciples these have been written down uh, so that you might believe that Jesus is a Messiah and believing in him that you might have life. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that is the gift of the gospel. So this is largely an evangelistic, you know, gospel. When we think of gospel, a lot of times we think of evangelism. But he is, is writing this so that those who have not been acquainted with the Old Testament, who have not been acquainted with Jesus, may see who he was, what he did, and come to the conclusion that he is indeed Israel's Messiah and, and our Lord. So I'm here with uh, Matt Kresge and Katie Kresge uh, this morning. And uh, as we always do before we read, let's offer this moment to the Lord. Mm -hmm. Katie, do you mind lifting Mm -hmm. us up? Father, thank you for this moment that we have in your word together as your people um, with you, that your spirit is at work in us. Um, So would you um, just just bring these words on the pages um, to light to us? Would they... Um, would through your spirit would they transform us God thank you for the person of John and for um, all of the things we have that he's written um, and how they have impacted us personally and us as as your body so um, would you continue to work in us today it's in Christ's name we pray amen John begins his gospel beautifully of course Mark begins with um John the Baptist and the baptism of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Matthew begins, you know, with uh, Abraham. Luke begins with Adam. Uh, but uh, John begins before the world even came into being. Mm-hmm. John 1.1, 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of a human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testified concerning him. He cried out, saying, This is the one I spoke about when I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. Out of his fullness, we've all received grace in place of grace already given. 
for the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son, who is himself God, and is in closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. Now this was John's testimony when the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask him who he was. He did not fail to confess, but confessed freely, I am not the Messiah. They asked him, Then who are you? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, No. Finally, they said, Who are you? Give us an answer to take back to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? John replied in the words of Isaiah the prophet, I am the voice of the one calling in the wilderness. Make straight the way for the Lord. Now the Pharisees who had been sent questioned him, Why then do you baptize if you are not the Messiah, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? I baptize with water, John replied, But among you stands one who you do not know. He is the one who comes after me, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. This all happened at Bethany on the other side of the Jordan where John was baptizing. Uh, so much theology in so few verses. And of course, not only you know, theology, but just wonderful poetry, the way this is put together. It has just a, even in English, you, you can sense the movement and the flow mm-hmm. and how beautifully he uses uh, parallelism. And uh, it calls you know, to attention who Jesus is in a way that uh, uh, is absolutely <clears throat> excuse me, absolutely beautiful in in its expression. So as you read the passage, and and of course it's kind of a a tough question, what are some of the things that stand out? Because almost every sentence of this (laughs) is so well constructed and and so beautifully in a place that it it leads us into a deep appreciation Mm -hmm. for who God is or who Jesus is. You know, one of the God. things I love when, yeah. when I read John's gospel and in all the gospels is it, just to watch how they begin. You know, and you pointed that out the, at the beginning of this podcast is just, you know, Matthew and, and Luke begin with genealogies and, you know, Mark takes us to this. Well, well, John goes somewhere far different and he just goes right back to the beginning and echoes those words that we hear on the first page of Genesis. You know, in the beginning was the word. And, and just from our, from the very moment of his gospel affirming the deity of who Jesus is, mm-hmm. you know, that he, from the beginning, was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. You know, this isn't some kind of departure from the Old Testament, you know, faith it, it, where they had proclaimed, you know, that that there is one God, the Lord our God is, is one. Mm-hmm. You know, here we see right from the beginning this affirmation that, that God is one, and yet at the same time, right, Jesus is is God, and and so this isn't a new God coming on the scene. It's it's not some different um, form of God. It's mm-hmm. Jesus Himself, who was with God in the beginning, has now come and dwelt among man. And I mean, what an incredible statement! Mm-hmm. Now there's going to be a beautiful you know expression later on in the gospel, uh, you know where uh, you know where the. Uh, uh, Pharisees are questioning Jesus about you know his relationship to Abraham, and he says, "Before Abraham was, I am." Yeah. And, and of course, you have in those first three statements, and it's a very beautiful statement of eternal, uh, his eternal nature. In the beginning was the Word. A beautiful statement of his distinction from yeah. the Father, mm-hmm. and the Word was with God, and a beautiful statement of his uh, nature, which is equal to the Father, and the Word was God. So he is eternal, he is distinct from the Father, but he is everything that the Father is, and, and what a beautiful expression. And then, of course, he is the agent by which all things are created, which is kind of interesting because in the Old Testament, uh, you know, wisdom is the agent by which all things are created. It is the wisdom of God, you know, that brings forth, you know, creation, especially in the, the wisdom literature. And he uses, you know, that word, word, 
or, or logos, which does speak of the wisdom of God, mm-hmm. the heart of God, the character of God, the very expression of God. And, and of course, in the Old Testament, the word of God being the very power of God by which he brings all things into existence. Mm-hmm. So the beginning there is, so is pretty wonderful. Yeah. yeah. You know, I used to think of a, a camp this uh, you know, past week. We had a, I had a sixth grader in my village group, and he asked this question. He said, okay, I'm, I'm so confused. If the Father's God and Jesus is God and the Spirit's God, how can they be one God? I was like, I don't know. That's what it says. I'm just as confused as you are. No. You know, but, but it is. It's it's that marvelous mystery that's revealed to us in Scripture that, that God is yeah. one God, three persons. Yeah. And, and our brains can't comprehend it, but we can marvel in it and worship. And that's yeah. what we see John doing. John's not, you know, he's not saying, let me help your brains understand all this. Mm-hmm. He's saying, this is just like worship exploding on the page. Yeah. As he's saying, look at what God has done. Well, the Father, you know, the, uh, the Father is not the Son, and the Son is not the Father, and the Spirit is neither the Father nor the Son. Uh, but the Father is God, yeah. and the Spirit is God, and, and the Son is God. And it, it's not, you know, so much as it's confusing, it is so so far beyond yeah. us and our ability, you know, to comprehend both the uh, the unity and the, and the diversity in, in the Godhead, yeah. which, of course, is a reflection of the unity and diversity, you know, that God created in all of creation, but uh, more specifically in his church, how mm-hmm. we could all... Uh, be different parts, but remain remain one, mm-hmm. and it comes you know, together. Uh, and of course, you, you love uh, again. You know, verse nine, Old Testament emphasis: true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. Mm-hmm. He was in the world. What rich irony! And though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him or even have a place or a category for him. Mm-hmm. He came to that which was his own, which of those should have been prepared to receive him. Uh, you know, the Jewish people who had been well-versed in Scripture, but they didn't receive him yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name. And this can be a big theme in the Gospel of John, our, our belief, our confident trust in who he is, our confidence in his work rather than, you know, our own, to those who believed in his name. He gave the right, the power, the authority, the, the Greek words a little hard to get a hold of, you know, right there to become children of God. And... Um, and he's already anticipating the conversation we'll have with Nicodemus, a different kind of birth altogether. Yeah, so true. I mean, there's so much here, and there's I as Matt was talking, I was thinking about how how neat it is that there are things that are uh, far beyond that go far beyond um, what our brains can even imagine with the Trinity and with with all this theology. But then John also uses these images. Um, well, he uses the images that Jesus gave us, but of him being the light, um, simple images that even a child can understand. I mean, even last night, we were just talking a minute ago about how our children had a hard night of sleep because they both had bad dreams. And um, there's just this, as a child, you know, you long for the light in in the darkness. So images that are simple enough for a child to, to understand and to, to feel the weight of, um, so it's kind of fun to see like really deep things, but also really simple things that we can um, understand. We long for the light, and yeah. He is the light, and and the light is life. And these are two really big images that we get in this gospel with Jesus. And of course, you have to love you know verse fourteen. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. Uh, we've seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth and then you can skip down to verse 16 out of his fullness we've all received grace on top of grace 
already given or in place of the grace already given Mm -hmm. for the law was given through Moses grace and truth came through Jesus Christ and uh, of course the little word made his dwelling among us is a it's a highly specialized word in the New Testament is the same word that's used for the Greek version of the Old Testament for the tabernacle Mm -hmm. and uh, the tabernacle was the visible dwelling place of God among the people in the middle of their camp in the Old Testament and of course the visible dwelling place of God among his people mm-hmm. uh, in the New Testament is the Lord Jesus Christ himself mm-hmm. and, and so what a you know beautiful picture and, and I like what he's saying when he says grace on top of grace already given the law was gracious mm-hmm. you know it came as a result of a incredible exodus from Egypt and an incredible victory over the powers of darkness you know, that God had performed on behalf of his people in order to make them a people. And it's a re- revelation of his heart. It's a revelation of how they could flourish in his presence and experience his presence. But uh, what they had in, in the law and in the tabernacle is so far from what we have in, in the words of Christ and in his very presence with us. Mm-hmm. And, and so these are just rich images that get better and better and yeah. better. And, you know, as the story of Scripture goes along, and of course, we'll be even better than this, then he will physically, you know, dwell among us yeah. in the new heavens and the, in the new earth. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things I love about John as he opens this, and we've talked about it, it's a rich theology, and he's mm-hmm. given, I mean, you know, we're reading this thinking, man, these images are incredible. And if we, if we, you know, like for people who would have read the Old Testament, had these images in mind and hearing, man, Jesus is now tabernacled, God's dwelling with his, you know, people again. It, it, it all comes to this kind of, you know, this place of it was meant to be experienced as well. You know, mm-hmm. that Christ didn't just come in order to, you know, or John's not just writing to say, hey, here's some cool theological truths, but he says, we've received, mm-hmm. you know, now we've received grace upon grace already given. You know, no one has ever seen God, but the one who, um, but the one and only Son, who is Himself God, is in closest relationship with the Father, has made Him known. You know that now Jesus has come, and if we ever ask the question, "What is God like?" we look to Jesus, the one who tells us exactly what God is like. For He Himself is God; He's seen God. Mm-hmm. You know, and John's saying we've get we've been able to experience yeah. all of this. We've seen His glory. Yeah, right. this is. And if we have God's revelation, and of course, His power and glory in creation, and of course, the beauty of His heart revealed in Scripture, but the clarity of who he has seen most clearly in the grace and truth that comes to us in, in Christ. And you have to love uh, you have to love the irony, you know, when John talks how John talks about Jesus, he who came after me has surpassed me because he was before me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just a beautiful expression yeah. again of the eternality of, you know, the Son of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though he follows me in, in sequence, he was way, you know, and, and John's understanding of the gospel here is uh, pretty incredible as well mm-hmm. as, as we, we come in so rich all, all the way through of course the whole gospel of john is going to be just this deep and this rich and so our podcast is not going to be able to, to touch <laughs> everything that we have in there uh, but of course uh, yeah. uh john even says at the end of this i suppose uh, that if we recorded everything that jesus did not even all the books in the world would be able to contain them yeah. Cer- certainly not a 15 minute podcast yeah. being shaped by the word matt do you mind closing us with yeah, a word of prayer pray. father we do thank you um, for john chapter one we thank you for time in your word together reflecting on the the beauty of who jesus is and um, and what he's done father would it shape our hearts uh, shape our lives transform our thoughts transform us and, and father would you get glory through it we thank you um, for the joy of of being your people in this place um, 
being reminded that you have come, you have sought us out, you have dwelled among us, that you have, um, Jesus, taken on flesh, redeemed us, died on a cross for our salvation, and rose again. God, would that transform the way we live, uh, both now and uh, forevermore. We love you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.